Styrofoam's kind of dry. I don't know. I don't know if I want to eat it. Enough tartar sauce. And... <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Party foul. Fucking towels. Mm. Yes, please. All so right, we have, we have a spill in the Toxin Tasting Studio that uh, the desk is going to taste rather good someday. It's All right, on marinated. that note, welcome to the Clerical Airs Podcast. <laughs> Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Airs Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. That's a great opener. Yeah, cold open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, <laughs> I am Bullhagen. And I'm Berg. And I'm, I'm Bert. And I'm Vicker. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, Berg has been doing some tasting, and our Vicar had to go get some towels, and I'm, I thought, well, let's just get started. Kyle, I feel like my son can't, you know. <laughs> I, I've forgotten how to do this, so. <laughs> this is going to be a great show. So, uh, uh, as you might have noticed, we have uh, Bert with us again. Happy to be here again. Thank you for making the long drive. It was it was wonderful. Um, I saw the countryside and the sunset, and uh, it was beautiful. So, so uh, now that this is your second episode, what are your uh, reactions to your first episode? Well, I think I talked too fast, and I think that uh, I could do better at that. And I also think that uh, you guys are you guys are great for putting this out. I think it's just a lot of fun. So, yeah, the the studio is awesome. Still as cavernous and cyclopean as you as you remember, cyclopean. Yes, definitely that. Definitely that. Uh, and uh, and uh, technological. We've got some nice arc uh, tech back here. You know. There you go. So so uh, behind you, I don't know if you saw our fantastic uh, art as well. Oh yeah, little Homestar Runner. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought that was a servitor, but okay, yeah, it's Homestar ah. Runner. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I, I think my Dungeon and Dad Dragon thing is proving to be true. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I prefer Strong Dad, but of course, but so. it was, but it was there. You know, I still don't know what you guys are talking about. You don't know about Strong Bad? <laughs> no. Oh my! Oh my uh, you have to! Oh my! This I can't Trogdor, believe this, man. Trogdor, Trogdor. the Burninator. They've been Burninating the peasants. <laughs> You don't. You don't know this. I'm feeling and so the... judged right now. <laughs> oh man. Oh well, my gosh. Peter, Peter, can you help me out? Man, I'll be honest. I only. I don't know this 100 percent either. This was before my time. Just oh. go to YouTube and look up Trogdor the Burninator. You will love it. You will love it. It's. I think. It's I your said style consummate V's consummate. <laughs> oh, what, what was it? Kind of like what was a show that I liked that I thought was funny that was canceled after one season? Um, a guy who's a, a cartoon character. Playing, where he was like a He-Man type character, and he was playing. Oh, oh my gosh, what was the name of that show? Ah, it was like know. Son of He-Man or something. Yeah, where he was like, and his son was like half cartoon and half right. What was the name of that show? Son of Zorn. Yes, oh. that was a great show. Okay, okay. yeah, it was a great show. I don't know if you can find it. If you, I'm sure you can. So it probably isn't all that edifying. Not as edifying as this podcast. So, uh. Uh, this uh, episode is broadcast on November 8th, right? Indeed. Yeah. So can you believe what happened with that election? <laughs> oh, yeah. I that did one not, guy won. I did not see that coming. <laughs> My <here>. goodness. <laughs> What's your reaction? All the polls were wrong. 
Well, you know, we, we, we won't know for sure until all the million votes are counted, so we don't want to put all of our uh, eggs in one basket. That's yeah. true. But either way, we know that the listener will need to be consoled somehow. Definitely. And and let's stop the civil unrest, people. Come on. Get it together. <laughs> yes. Things will be better. Okay? And um, also, um, that that whole thing on Twitter, I can't believe that happened, too. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that one guy? Right. With the thing? Yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to sound prophetic, but I mean. Called it. I called it, didn't I? I mean, what are you doing that on Twitter for, you know? I know. Like, it was going to happen. But October we, surprise. Places but we that, still you know? have to preach. So. Right. Talk about a November surprise, though. I just, all the things that just happened, I just can't believe they happened. But, you know, someday. Hey, I do like to see your No Shave November stubble coming in. So. Yeah. You like that? I do. Yeah. You know, Keep I, it up. I, I threaten every year to like grow a beard during November. My my daughter Naomi thinks it's the greatest idea in the world, but my wife won't kiss me if I have a beard. So yeah. I'm weak. Mine is like a no shave Monday, and then it ends up like a chia pet. So <laughs> you, you gotta be kidding me. That's like just for Monday. Pretty close. That's awesome. So man, okay. All right. Uh, boy, we are on topic. This is going to... So we have to preach. So let's discuss the text. So, yeah, let's talk about the text. That Obviously, since we're so close to the actual day, we've already gotten our sermons written for November 8th. Indeed. Yes. Um, so, uh, and actually... Obviously. And actually, um, Vicar's preaching. So, Vicar, what's your sermon all about that you're preaching on, Vicar? <laughs> so for Trinity 22... <laughs> The gospel reading is, yeah, it's Matthew eighteen twenty one to 35. That's a really good one. It's very good, yes. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold, with his wife and children and all that he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. Out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seized him. He, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So this fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant, as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers, until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So you gentlemen, when you heard the text, you got pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good text, you know, and oftentimes the temptation is when you say, this is the gospel of the Lord, you're tempted to make a little joke about that because it ends on such a law note there. But, you know, the, the point of this text is that what God has done for you, 
uh, means that uh, that you are driven to forgive others when they sin against you. You know, and uh, and this is a beautiful thing in God's eyes. Our forgiveness is always, of course, imperfect, and uh, and it's not uh, it's not. Uh, um, what what our Lord would 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 desire of us, and yet uh, the the good news is that God's forgiveness for us is perfect. You know that uh, that what Jesus has done for us has completely and totally atoned for our sins and given us eternal life and salvation. Um, but you know the, the this this parable you know is is focused on this question. You know, um, how many times should I forgive my brother? And if you're asking how many times, well, you know, let's just say. You're not really forgiving him the first time, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. And, and that, that's what works righteousness always does. How many? Right. It's it's always asking the question, how much, how many, what are the numbers here? But, you know, and, and Jesus says, you know, 70 times 7. It's not like the 491st time you get to say, na-na-na-boo-boo, I won't forgive you. Jesus says I don't have to, you know. Kind of like when Vicar writes a paper and they, he say, they ask, well, how many pages do I, or pages do I have to write? You know, it, it's uh, how much, what do I have to do to fulfill the requirements? It's kind of like, uh, uh, Bert, how well would it go if you, you said to your wife, now, um, what's the bare minimum I have to do for you to still be married to me? <laughs> right. Well, ah. you know, it's not that I don't think about that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but by God's grace, I have a wife that loves me and I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, you know, to love her, but you're right. That would, that would not work out right. very well at all. I mean, but but why is it that in, in works righteousness, that's exactly what we do with God. And that is exactly if we, if it's works righteousness that we do with, with loving and forgetting of forgiving others, mm-hmm. you know, what, how much do I have to forgive? Well, you know, and Peter probably, uh, and not the Peter, the podcast producer, but you know, Peter the the apostle probably thought he was being pretty liberal by yeah. saying, you know, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Seven times, because right. I think it was like three, right? The that Pharisee they, said three times, three times, and cut him off. Right, three yeah. strikes and you're out. Right, there you go. That just reminds me of the election. I can't believe that happened. <laughs> Anyways, <My> goodness. <laughs> Yeah, three strikes and you're out. That's exactly right. Isn't that, My that funny how that all came together? Yeah. And so what part of the catechism goes with this? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. Right. Isn't that just a beautiful—the explanation for that is just so beautiful in the Lord's Prayer, right? right? That, you know, we pray in this petition that, you know, God uh, would hear our prayer, mm-hmm. right? That uh, he wouldn't count our sins against us, right? Um, for we daily sin, sin much. much. And, and surely, surely deserve, deserve nothing, nothing but, but punishment. punishment, right? And then we but we but we ask that He would uh, lead us to forgive others. Right? Th- that that we that all these things we ask by grace, right? Right. You know, yes. and that and so because of this, we we gladly we daily forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Right. Right. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody know how much ten thousand talents is? By the way. Oh man, I think that's like uh, the gross domestic product of some. Uh, um, Small nations like some banana republics have uh, ten thousand talents. As uh, that actually was my uh, nickname when I played basketball. <laughs> ten thousand talents. <laughs> yeah, three point four eight billion dollars. Says well, Peter. remember. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge amount of money. Yeah, but uh, that we, which we've had this issue before because Vickers. What, what was it that Vickers said? Something was worth. Well, it was six hundred and sixty-six talents that Solomon brought in of gold. Right. Right, and that was. Uh, like one point four billion dollars or something like that mm-hmm. every year. Yeah, and and Vicar 
said that would buy like one or two Air Force Ones. Three. Three. Like two yeah. or three annually. Which I, I mentioned, which would have probably been even more expensive back in Solomon's Day. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> so. All right. So uh, that brings us. Do we need an, we need to come up with an intro for this, don't we, Peter? I can help you with yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Dungeons and Dragons D&D Preaching. <laughs> All right, so. Last time I set the, set up the parameters for this, but this time, See, left to your evil genius, you, you came up with some more here. Well, Pastor Mueller and I have perfected this, so. Well, perfected might be a little strong, but okay, yes. Yeah, well, we Have you given it some playtesting? Uh, I actually did this once, and I came up with a great text. So I'm hoping that it all, you know. Hey, the well, Bible. When did you is do this awesome. before? Uh, have, have I you actually cheating did... on us with a different podcast. No, I actually did this by myself. So just to test it out to see how it would work. So, all right. So who has a randomizer? I could pull one up. Yeah. All right. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. You're... That way. That way. I'm done. All right. So, uh, 1 to 66 for the first roll. 66. Revelation. Oh, Revelation. Reve- Revelation, yes. yeah. Yes. Okay, there are 22 chapters in Revelation, so 1 to 22. Chapter 20. 20. Oh, sweet, the oh. thousand. Yes, okay. Okay, and 20, uh, how many verses are in chapter 20 there, Vicar? Yeah, 15 verses. So. Six. Verse 6. All right, this is my text. Uh, let's see. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. Okay, the Marvelous. fourth the fourth roll is one through thirty-four. Thirty-four? You have thirty-four? Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay, here oh we go. Boy. We got five. five. Confessional service with individual absolution. <laughs> okay, let me write that down. And by the way, um, for for this uh, little competition here, um, Vicar is as a, a duty as a student. He's taking sermon notes, and then uh, are you to share your notes with them? Or, and then yes, okay. I've I've actually have some experience doing this back at seminary. Our uh, public speaking practice group would do Iron Preacher tournaments every so often. So. Okay, so then should we go with uh, Berg next? All right, we'll go with me next. Oh, we're going to do all the... the yeah, why don't we just do them all at once, and then... All right, so one to six. I don't know. No, you know, no, 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 no. Oh, you know okay. what? I don't like this because you guys are going to have more time to prepare. You're okay. going to be thinking about your stuff instead right. of whoever's nope, preaching. Right, nope, that's true. Okay, so... So, yeah, but we'll, we give him a couple of minutes. Actually, while he works, I'm going to put... Uh, you want to use a podium? Uh... Yes, sure. So while, while he's thinking and uh, Bullhagen is setting this up, I'll explain it a little bit. Bullhagen uh, wheeled into the studio our uh, practice pulpit here. So uh, he's hooking up right now the microphone to the pulpit. Uh, and I, I suppose that uh, the pastor will feel more at ease at the pulpit rather than sitting at the desk of the Clerical Ears podcast. It's true. I mean, you know, the clothes make a man. The podium makes the pastor, right? I feel sorry for the pastor that has to use our podium. <laughs> Just don't mic- knock the microphone down. Are we uh, are we timing this on how much time we each get? Or I well, you know, we said seventeen times seven or whatever, so I figure seven minutes, right? All right, yeah. 
Sounds good. And so, uh, so I'm already like five minutes into this. No, you don't have to use all seven minutes. No, that's how much time your your sermon you have. Your sermon has to be done. You have a seven minute. How much time do I get to prepare? Oh, uh, I think that's uh, up to that's up to the game master. Five minutes. Five minutes. Uh, well, while he's doing that, do you want to read some more, uh, Walter? Well, his, his time is almost up. Yeah, you know what? He's been going for a few minutes. Steph, let's make this... He's got 90 seconds. He's got 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Go. <coughs> uh. All right, he's ready to go. All right, seven minutes on the clock. You, uh, you can... You don't have to take all seven minutes, but that will weigh against you as a judge. Grace, mercy, and peace are for you today from God your Father in heaven and from your dear Savior Jesus. Amen. The words of our text today for our confessional service come to us from Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. These words, Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. Dear ones in Christ Jesus, Jesus is the one who is the resurrection and the life. He is the one who promised that those who hear his words and believe in the one who sent him have eternal life. They will not come into the judgment, but they have passed from death to life. And this is for you this day, for you have come here to confess your sins. You've come here to say, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you. And that is true. You are exactly right. You deserve the second death, which is death in hell, in torment. But Jesus Christ, your dear Savior, has had mercy upon you. He has brought to you his saving word and sacrament. He has brought to you the forgiveness of sins. And this, my dear friends in Christ, is your life. So put away from yourselves all sorts of evil thoughts. Put away from yourselves all sorts of evil practices and hold fast to Jesus Christ, your Savior. For, for the Ten Commandments show you uh, what you have done to deserve this second death, but your dear Savior Jesus has kept this law perfectly for you in your place. Yes, where you did not fear, love, and trust in God above all things, he feared, loved, and trusted in his Father above all things for you in your place. Where you did not honor authority, where you despised the godly authorities, he fulfilled that. He did what you uh, did not do. Where you hated your neighbor, he loved his neighbor even unto death. He even loved you. Where you uh, committed adultery by mixing with uh, false practices in terms of sexuality, he was faithful to his bride, the church. Where you thought to take whatever you could uh, just as long as you got in a way that only appeared right, he gave everything for you, even the clothes off his back. Where you, where you have blasphemed other people's name, where you have told lies about your neighbor, he always told the truth. And he always, even though he was blasphemed before men, he always told the truth. And where you have coveted your neighbor's wares, you, he, he has always been content. 
His main covet was to save you from your sins, from your death, and from your damnation. And so he's done this. He's done this by going to the cross for you, by suffering and dying for you in your place. And because he has done this, you are eternally blessed. You have a share in what this text calls the first resurrection, the promise of Jesus, that those who hear his word have eternal life, that he is the resurrection and the life for you. And therefore, he makes you priests of God and of Christ. He makes you priests in the way that you love and serve your neighbor. He makes you priests in the way that you are given to pray for your neighbor, even when you would rather curse him. You, you are priests in the way that you would love and serve your neighbor, even when you, in your sinful flesh, desire to take things from him. He makes you priests in the way that you would confess his name to your neighbor, even when your, your mouth would rather be filled with curses. He does this for you, and he gives you eternal life in Jesus Christ, your Savior. Right now, even now, today, you are reigning with Jesus Christ for a thousand years because you reign with him over all sin, over all death, and over all the power of the evil one because of what he has done for you. And that is who you are in Jesus Christ. Believe it, and it's yours. Because I forgive you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as a called and ordained servant of the word. Amen. 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 Awesome. Hey, uh, one thing, uh, you can leave that leave that there, because we'll, we'll uh, be moving it back. But one thing I, I, I noticed about that is... Uh, is the go-to move that I, I've told Vickers. Like, you can bring I guess you can bring it back to talk. But, uh... You can stand there okay. for a sec. But, uh, is, uh... When in doubt, like, start going down the Ten Commandments. Ha! <laughs> 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 I mean, did we have that conversation, Vicker? That's we, right, man. We did. <laughs> Those Ten right. Commandments, man. They'll, they'll get you every time. It's <laughs> perfect. All stuff. right, Berg, you want to go or do you want me yeah, to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll go, I guess. He's excited. So, All right. I need, I need the, uh... Oh, Bible? Yeah. Here you go. Might be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next episode. You have to do it. You have, you have to also get the the biblical verse from memory as well. Though. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, no, we, the way we would do it on campus, when I was helping to lead the group, we'd I would print out whatever the t- selected text is and include the language just in case. Oh. But nice. you only get five minutes to prepare a five-minute sermon in that you, you would get the Hebrew and the Greek? Yeah. That's sweet. That would be good. I yeah. should do that. You I don't think do anyone that. ever used it because you only got five minutes. <laughs> Ah, you pick up one word. You heard about it in class, man. You can yeah. go, you can go no with doubt. for a long time. All right. So one to yeah. 66. All right. 62. Oh, you know, I've been hit it a few times. <laughs> he was excited to get 62. That was a Pauline epistle, right? <laughs> you broke the internet. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. The resu- yeah, there goes your sainthood. The book of Amos. Ooh. All right. So Amos... Nine, nine chapters. One. Okay, how many verses are in Amos 1? 15. 15. Verse 13. All right, so Amos 1. You know, Pastor Bullhigan, I was thinking, as he looks this up, I was thinking about this. You know, do your people ever come to you and say, hey, Pastor Bullhigan, um, it'd be great if you just went off script for a sermon and just preached off of whatever you wanted to say? Um, no. 
because they've done that to me once or twice, and I've always thought that just you know the preparation that you make in, in writing a sermon <laughs> yeah. just kind of destroys all of that. I've, I've heard I've heard a pastor say uh, that uh, he 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 was the kind that would wander, you know. Oh yes, and he he said he didn't prepare because you know the Holy Spirit was going to lead him, and he said sometimes when I'm done, I don't even know what I what I said. You I know? think that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and the funny thing is, everyone else yeah. thought you know we don't know what you said either. <laughs> right. Right. I just had one of those thoughts in my head. I didn't know what I just said. So <laughs> so here's my text. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of the Ammonites and for four, I will not revoke the punishment because they have ripped open pregnant women in Gilead that they might enlarge their border. That's an awesome text. And, so, and what's the occasion? So what's the occasion? The occasion <laughs> is, uh, well. One through what? One through 34. 34. The occasion is? 26. 26. Uh, a day of humiliation and prayer. Oh, oh, that's perfect. That's so a, good. That's yeah. So like, like I was afraid it was going to be like a baptism or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping. But so like, like what sort of things would uh, would would you think about, Pastor Bullhagen, with uh, with uh, a day of humiliation and prayer? Like, what sort of things? Well, I don't want to. You want to help him? <laughs> Oh man, I was thinking that I was thinking that we would talk about this. Okay, man, I'm just I'm keeping quiet. I'm taking over the podcast. Yeah. I would my, talk my about plan. football. Football. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good. All right. I would and talk lifting. about weightlifting. I'd talk yeah. about delicious beer. Beer, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um I'm really sorry you can't have any of this. Oh, I know. It's tough. Yeah. Would you talk about Trogdor? Trogdor. Burninating the peasants. Yes. Uh we should talk about Trogdor. You know, I mean uh, this this was like oh we don't get any internet here I was gonna bring it up but um, th- this this was like a a really cool thing back in the uh, like uh, late to early twenty uh, teens you know? okay yeah yeah uh, strong bad um, like the kids at uh, my uh, what should we call it uh, well Jonathan Fisk. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has this uh, this uh, worldview everlasting thing. I don't think he's doing that anymore. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing now. Uh, something um, on uh, the internet somewhere mm-hmm. um, where he's like a, a mad preacher or something like that. Uh, he might want to check that out. I don't know. Uh, but but he uh, he would he would uh, uh, there's like this email thing where Strong Bad this this uh, cartoon character would come on and say email email and he'd click on the keyboard and then one of his sticks was. Uh, he would draw this uh, this dragon that uh, had like a, a human arm, and uh, he would fly over and burn innate peasants, and <laughs> he would sing a song about it. That's Trogdor. Trogdor. Yes. Trogdor. I don't know I exactly it. what that stands for, but yeah, it, it, it was something that the uh, the students at uh, Upper Iowa University got me onto, uh, like uh, when I was uh, doing some campus work there. Oh yes. So the internet has a culture now. Is that is that how that goes? I mean, oh yeah. There's you know, if you uh, talk to like a Twitch streamer, okay, they'll they'll use words that you have no idea what they are or like the kind of like right sense. now, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You so know, like, well, like you know, like they'll be like, oh hey, you know, uh, <laughs> Ellie Giggle, hey guys, uh, Pogchamp, you know. 
Okay, yeah, that sounded like a foreign language, kind of, with interspersed English words. Okay, I, I Which it, it almost made sense to somebody who knows what's, what they're saying. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like I, I get this thing. Like, like, you know, my kids like to watch people play Minecraft more than they like to play Minecraft. Should I be concerned, Peter? Uh, no, that's pretty normal. That's pretty you normal. You know, it's, it's okay. like... Uh, Do you like you know, to watch football you, more than you like to play football? Yeah. I you don't like to, to play football. and I don't like to watch. Okay. So maybe maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't be one to judge that. But you know, I'd rather I'd rather play Minecraft than watch somebody else do it myself, you know. I don't know. I like playing Minecraft, but you know. At risk know. of uh shooting myself in the foot here, I'll I'll give you some ammo, okay? Okay, go ahead. And this goes I guess for any listeners as well. Uh, okay. Uh if you uh trying to trick somebody else uh into some kind of prank or ruse, you will say uh, you call that jebating somebody. Jebating. If you have, if you have successfully uh, pranked them, they got jebated. Jebated. So use that's that funny. for your kids and. Uh, oh, that's a timer. That'll do it. So Berg has reached his five minute limit and is ready to go. Let's put the mic up and get him ready to go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our text for this day of humiliation and prayer comes from Amos chapter 13. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of the Ammonites and for four I will not revoke the punishment, because they have ripped open pregnant women in Gilead that they might enlarge their border. Here ends our text. The shepherd prophet Amos here begins his letter, his prophecy, with the judgment of the nations, and among them he points out the Ammonites. They are the people descended from Lot, from his incestuous relationship with his own daughter, which we hear about in Genesis after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. We see that the Ammonites are hereditary enemies of Israel. They are hereditary enemies of God's people. Japheth fights against them and destroys them. Saul also goes to the aid of Gilead, to the people of Jabesh Gilead, and he destroys the people of Ammon. Gilead. Gilead, uh, we talk about often. We know that there is a balm in Gilead, as the Song of Solomon says. It was on the other side of the Jordan River. It was a beautiful place. It was a wonderful place to raise a family, which is why the Reubenites and the half-tribe of Manasseh wanted to live there. It was a great place to live, but it was also beset by enemies all around. The Ammonites did evil, abominable things to the women of that region. They not only killed the men, but they went after the defenseless women and the unborn children. They ripped them out of their mother's wombs. They destroyed the future, and they did it in order to enlarge their own border. They did it so that way they could live their lives. It was their body, their choice, just as we hear today, my body, my choice. And yet, so what is the gospel in all this? What we have heard before, not just in the biblical text, but even today, where millions upon millions of children have been sacrificed on the altar of convenience, where we have been beset by our own Ammonites in this country, those who have destroyed not just the children of others, but their own offspring, their own future. And they have done it so that way they could enlarge their borders, so they wouldn't have to be hemmed in by the mundane concerns of changing dirty diapers and waking up in the middle of the night to feed their young. My body, my choice. What is the gospel here? What can we hear? Well, we know that judgment is coming. We know that God will not spare evil. 
God will not revoke his punishment for the three transgressions of the Ammonites, nor for four. We see that God will punish the evil that the enemies of God's people have done. However, this ought to also bring a pause to us who live here in America, because have we not committed the same sins as the Ammonites? Have we not also sacrificed our children? Have we not ripped open pregnant women and not just done it uh, in times of war, but legally, in times of peace, so that way they could enlarge their borders, so that way they could live their lives? The goose is fattest before it is killed, and we are well marbled. We ought to repent. We should repent of all of our sins. We should repent of the murder of these defenseless babies. We should repent of uh, all of the sins that have, uh, of, of, our, of the murder of these unborn children. And yet, as we repent, there is hope. There is hope for us. Uh, God has also not just punished the evil, but he has also forborne in his, he has also uh, held back his punishment. God has punished Jesus upon the cross for all of our sins. On him, he laid the iniquity of us all. On him, he laid the three or four transgressions of the ominous. On him, he laid all of the iniquity of the atheist. On him, he laid all of the iniquity of a Ted Bundy. All, on him, he laid all of the iniquity of every serial killer, of every baby murderer, and every uh, Nazi that has ever lived or ever will live. And so, on today, the day of all days, day of repentance, a day of humiliation, and a day of prayer, let us repent of our sins. Let us repent of our three or four transgressions, unlike the Ammonites, for Jesus has borne our punishment. And even if we are punished with the effects of our sins, with the consequences of our sins, we know that discipline from the Lord is a loving and caring thing. The Lord loves those whom he disciplines. And so even if we must face the consequences of our sin in our lives, let us thank God for it. He doesn't treat us as bastards, but he treats us as sons. And so, thanks be to God for laying all of our iniquity and all of our transgressions upon our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, Bert, you can... Uh... You can tell that uh, Berg uh, reads a lot of poetry, can't you? <laughs> uh, I think so. Like, what were you uh, well, he, referring he uses, to there? Well, uh, he a lot of uh, beautiful descriptive languages, uh, words and phrases, like the, the goose, marbling of the goose, and that kind of thing. I did appreciate that. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, I like that marbled goose metaphor. And yeah, we, we have been marbled. That's for sure. Hmm. So I'd say so far it's all working out. Almost too good. Yeah, yeah. Two, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was uh, that was a pretty good uh, pretty good system. I, I do like the I do like the system. And, and I mean, it, I I can't, I can't think of better text for a day of mourning uh, or a day of uh, yeah. So I can't believe it, man. We got we got an awesome text for like an you know an Easter Sunday, right? And then, <laughs> and then you get the perfect combo. This happened. Uh, this happened last time we did it too. Somebody got like a perfect combination. Right. I think it was, that like, was too easy, again, wasn't it? I don't know. I just I might have been. Know. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. All right. Well, all right. Last so, but not least. one to 66. 55. 55. Oh, that's a gospel, I bet. That's a gospel. Second Timothy. Oh, Second Timothy. Oh, yeah. Second Timothy. And then the chapters for Second Timothy are. You got four. Uh, four chapters. Ooh, four. Sec- chapter four. Ooh, Second Timothy four. He's going to get a blessing. He is. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. And then how many verses, Vicar? Twenty-two total in chapter four. Eight. Verse eight. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord ah! <laughs> for me, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. That's a marvelous passage again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And what's what's all right. And the occasion is seven. A uh, sudden death. Of course. <laughs> wow. I mean, ah, uh, it doesn't even get any easier. <laughs> My goodness. Boo. <laughs> well, it just shows you that the uh, the D and D preacher, you know, it, it the system works. It does. It, we came it, up with it. It works, and it works. You know. My goodness. I mean, we've got three out of three. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, all three texts were perfect for those situations. And honestly, listener, we're not like. Yeah. Like, this is all, seriously, this is all randomly generated, you know. I can personally attest, we have four witnesses here. Peter is over there somewhere in the Ethernet. And uh, we, we've all figured this, I mean, th- this is all completely and totally randomized. Well, and they and they saw, right, after the first one, I was like, man, this, these don't these numbers don't seem very random. So I started clicking a few more times before I, I let it show a number. <laughs> and this is what I get. You tried to game the game, Peter, and the game gamed I you. Did. That's what happened. <laughs> Oh, I never started this timer. How in, long has it in been? My experience—it's only been like a minute. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys like like really—you uh, <laughs> cut my my time back. I think I don't know. I, I was like talking about Trogdor for like five minutes there, and I didn't know what to say. You know, anymore. hey, you know, it went well. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. It was fine. It was good. So hey, uh, we got a few minutes here, Vicar. Do you got any notes on the past two uh, sermons? Oh, I was going to say, in my experience with these, you know, short on the spot sort of impromptu sermons, the easier texts are harder. So the ones that seem more obvious, you, you kind of almost get a bit of a lock there where it's like, oh, I know how to do this. Because mm-hmm. I remember giving, I think it was John three sixteen actually for one of these, mm-hmm. and it was difficult. Because mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I know exactly how this works. But then now you are on the spot with a major time crunch trying to figure out, now how do I make this say what this theme is supposed to be? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, having an occasion is kind of tough, you know. I mean, because people expect certain things at certain occasions, like right. a funeral. People expect you to talk about the person somewhat, and I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but I, I try to keep that to a minimum in my in my funeral sermons. I, I I try to just I get to Jesus as quickly as I can. I'm you know? into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because well, you know. Um, you know, some guys can really tell, comforted by that stuff. You know, yeah. Some guys can tell the story, and like it ends up being theological. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've actually heard some sermons like that, which have been really, really good. But I mean, a lot of guys, if it's just if you're just eulogizing them, I mean, and this is the thing: don't falsely eulogize them, right? But eulogize them in the real. Speak a good word over them. Because that's what eulogy means. It means right. speaking a good word. Right. And so speak the good word that Jesus died for them. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think I think we need to be clear about this too. You know, the fact that you've got a dead body in in front of you there needs some explanation. A lot of times people say that the dead body itself is enough law for the funeral. But you have to preach the law there because people don't understand it yet. Right? right. You need How to many say, times have you heard, right, that oh well, you know, they were just old. No, no, they weren't old. They died because they were sinners. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, or you know, you you hear things like, um, you know, don't they look so good now? Yeah, I mean, they're like, dead. Yes, <laughs> they are covered you know, in makeup and everything right, else. Right, you know, they're dead. You know, and and this has happened because of the fall into sin, because they themselves sinned. They they had concupiscence and it and concupiscence is original sin, right, guys? Is that is that right? Yeah. Vicker, yep. Vicker shaking his head. He's been in the seminary closer than we all have, so he knows. Um, and that's the uh, positive side of uh, having original a sin. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, okay. And then then uh, then you know that original sin blossomed into many other sins, and those sins blossomed into a fruit called death. Okay. Uh, he's done. I think. Right? Is he ready? Yep. Yep. Okay. Time is up. Oh, you're going to put it on for 70 minutes, Peter? Okay, good. Yep, that's right. Here, you, I want 70 times 7. Got to move to my seat now. You guys are short. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, ad cool. hominems only gets you so far. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The text for our consideration this morning is uh, from 2 Timothy chapter 8. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, which happened to be uh, John's confirmation verse. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. Amen. Dear family of John, friends of John, and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I begin with a question this morning. What do you want to hear? When John was taken so quickly from us in a sudden, violent way, I'm sure you as a family have heard all sorts of things that help you feel better. You want to hear, everything's going to be okay. You want to hear that, uh, don't worry, it'll all make sense sometime. You want to hear that, that uh, there's a reason and purpose for such a, an evil death, and we really don't know why. We like to flower up death. We call it a, a passing we use all sorts of nice ways to, to think of death. And when it comes to a time like this, there are many things what we want to hear. But I knew John. John would want you to hear of Jesus. Because regardless of anything that you would want to hear and think that you should hear at a time like this, it is Jesus' words that matter. It is his death and resurrection for John that matter. And so when we, I ask that question, what do you want to hear? 
This is from 2 Timothy 2, where God gives uh, Timothy the charge to preach the word. He says that people will have itching ears for what they want to hear. And when it comes to death, everyone wants to hear so many things that really don't actually bring hope. What you need to hear is what John believed, and that is the gospel. Paul, as he wrote those words, needed the gospel too. We don't like to hear that we're sinners, but Paul himself would call himself the chief of sinners. And John, I tell you, would also say, in fact, he confessed here every Sunday, I am a poor, miserable sinner. I know what you might want to hear, but I have something better. The promises of Jesus. I tell you, as Paul proclaimed to Timothy in these words, there is laid up for him a crown of righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus himself that he won by dying for every one of John's sins and rising for his life so that this very day we can pronounce that John is alive in Christ forever. What we actually hear in this world is of sin, of death, of tragic endings. The devil claiming our loved ones quickly and suddenly as though he is the ruler. And our itching ears love to hear what he promises, the good things that they think that he offers. But it all offers the same thing. It offers us death. So what do you need to hear? God wants you to hear the gospel that he has been laid up a crown of righteousness, that he is alive in Christ. And you know that John loved you very much. And he would want you to hear the same thing, that in Christ Jesus, your sins have been paid. That the sweetest words that are of life and salvation, Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Those sweet words is what gives us hope and peace at this very difficult time of John's sudden death. And so, as we think of this day, and the horrors that led to this day that causes you such grief and pain. Remember that Jesus wore a crown of thorns. He wore a crown of death. And on the third day, he rose. God gave him a crown for John too. He shared through his baptism in the death of Jesus. And now John shares in the hope that God will raise him up from the dead and we will join him in God's everlasting kingdom. The crown that Jesus gave is for all his children and John is one of them. And so, may you continue in his hope and peace. May you remember that although our ears desire to hear so many words, the greatest word, is what you have in Jesus. For I tell you that precious John is alive in Christ forever. Amen. 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 That was awesome. All right, Vicar. 
He's still, he's tabulating. <laughs> well, it's got to be a hard thing. I mean, with three sermons like that, seriously, <laughs> got to be tough to choose. So now, did you have a scenario in your head as to how John died? <laughs> that was a good question. I was thinking about that too. I mean, well, you know, I mean, you've, you've dealt in your, you know, you've been a pastor longer. Right. And so you've dealt with more sudden deaths than, yeah. I, I can say I've never dealt with one, you know. Yeah, I've had, I've had several, um, you know. Um, I guess when you were preaching that, I thought of a lady that I go to visit often, and uh, her husband died on the toilet, and uh, you know, and it's just she, uh, you know, uh, left and came back a few minutes later and he was mm-hmm. he was dead you know so yeah i had a situation where somebody died on my birthday you know and he was he was uh going into the uh, uh to get an mri done and uh and uh you know his wife had died about uh two weeks before and uh he he died on my birthday and i had to run in on my birthday and i, I had a, actually within yeah. the last year i've had a, a, a dear couple where Around Christmas time, he died kind of suddenly, and then uh, his wife died just a few months later, suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There is something about funeral preaching that just, I don't know, it's awesome in the sense that they've made it. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, their race is run. It's like you're, it's like you're, uh, you're at the celebration, you know, giving the victory speech. Right, right, and and what you know, what what uh, I think at a funeral makes no no difference at all. You know, I can stand at a graveside, and what I would say, you know, makes no sense at all. But but what Jesus promises there, that is the key. You know, I actually did. Ha- <laughs> there was one time where I kind of had to do a D and D style preaching for. Yeah, for a funeral sermon. Oh, really? I've got I've got a story about that too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where it was um yeah, um pastor can't do it in the funerals in our <laughs> Mine was kind of worse than that. Uh um ah. it was a bad situation. It was uh it was back in Nebraska and uh they changed the time of the funeral and didn't tell me. So I'm sitting in my office typing my funeral sermon and they changed it from one o'clock in the afternoon to like ten o'clock in the morning. Oh. Nobody called me. And so I am finishing up my sermon and, and they're like, Pastor, where are you? It was at the it was at the funeral home. And uh-huh. so, you know, I got there and just did a huge mea culpa. Yeah, know. this was I mean it's <laughs> this was uh yeah, the person like yeah, we need someone to preach a sermon. Yeah. In an right, hour. Right, right. Yeah, that's that would be tough. Yeah. All right, Vicar, what do you have here? Uh where to start, where to start. Well, actually, go just in order. So, starting with our sermon based on Revelation chapter twenty, um, I'll admit I actually really liked this the style. Like, I I should probably say this before anything else. Obviously, all of these are really good, solid sure. content sermons. So, <laughs> I really don't have to make any comment there. Are you sure? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Huh. For, for, for the sake of continuing vicarage, I think I will say yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the. Uh, the style that you were that you were using, I, it was almost like watching a tennis match. There, yeah. there was, you know, the law comment and then the gospel comment, the law comment, the gospel comment, and everything was 
for every point that there could be about here is how we've broken the law here's the po- counterpoint of Christ having kept the law like, like I, th- I thought that was a really effective way of taking you know a very a very good gospel text and using it for confession absolution and I really liked how you how you ended with it with the word straight from the absolution yeah like it's it was a very solid very appropriate ending well this is one of the things about D preaching i don't remember doing that so <laughs> thank you vicar <laughs> i mean it was good i'm probably gonna steal that at some point okay moving on to our old testament lesson with amos like that was i need to read amos a lot more that was fun yeah that's for amos sure. is a great i did that i had to translate hebrew to english to german when I was in Germany for that, so oh. I ended up learning Amos very well. Yeah, one one of the things that was really helpful with it, you almost had like a miniature history lesson to anchor this somewhat out of context quote here in a you know a prophecy. It's like okay, here's what they were doing. Here's why these are evil. You're going all the way back to Lot, and it's like okay, I can see that I can see this. And at that point, I kind of saw where you were going, anchoring then all of this vivid imagery, all this visceral wording with what we're living with right now. Well, what's helpful with Berg is he is kind of a master at the Old Testament history. Yeah. And he's really good at tying it all together for you. I mean, at by the end of it, I very very much was certain. It's like, okay, Amos was talking about what's going on right now. He, he like, well, for, for example, like if the average vicar, how much time would a vicar spend doing like getting the history down for a beginning like that? Oh, probably not much at all. <laughs> okay. Not a, not enough, probably. <laughs> No, it was yeah. I, I, I really appreciated that. Especially, like I said, how it, you know, connected with today. The, there was a lot of really good wording. I liked, I liked where you were talking. You know, the, was it the the goose is fattest before slaughter? You know, the, we are well marbled. It's hmm. like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's hitting a little close to home there. Yep. And then finally to Second Timothy, which I've heard one of your funeral sermons already, and I saw and I heard some similarity immediately. Yeah. Where, where you connected with, you know, this was his confirmation verse. And it's like, is this going to be the same sermon? And then I realized that's actually a really good way to to make the sermon about the deceased mm-hmm. while it being completely about Christ the whole time. It's like, here's his verse, here was his faith, and here's how it connects to Christ. And so, yeah, Jesus the whole time, he was the main star, but we had this really good supporting actor who was just following in his footsteps. So it was... It was very realistic because of that, so that made it much easier to listen to, and it it was great law gospel balance all the way through. Hmm. All right, so who won, Vicar? Ha! <laughs> ah, he doesn't want to say. <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> uh, who didn't win? Yeah. Oh, who did? There you go, Peter. I, I know who won. Nice. The listener won. <laughs> the listener won. There you go. Always, hey, that's everybody that gets be, a trophy. That should be in terms the name of this podcast. Oh, the name everybody of this episode. Wins. Everybody wins. Now, how this? <laughs> or the listener wins. No, no. How about we let the listeners decide? Oh, there you go. Ooh. Yeah. Since, since so, Vicar, where since, can since they... Since Vicar is spineless. I'm not spineless. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to even say it yet. Oh. Oh, oh okay. I, no, but I want the. I mean, yeah. don't, don't you want the? Don't you want the listeners to? I would. I'd be interested to hear what the listeners think on this, because I have my opinion All right. on it. Here's the here's the deal, right? Vickers, say the winner, and I'll cut it out. I'll bleep it out. Oh. Ah. Okay. Okay. It, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that was a good sermon. It, it, yeah, they they were all really good. They all were very very realistic, very believable. They all had great application. 
I just think that one was maybe, you know, the rubber met the road a little better with that one. That's all. All right. Yeah. What are you? What is the listener? Uh, Vicar, where can they find out? Well, if they'd like to tell us what they think, they can email us, feedback at clericalerrors.org. Find us on facebook.com slash podcast or Twitter at clericalerrorsp. Happy, bro. P for podcast. Ah. And hopefully, if I remember, and maybe Hannah will help me if I forget, we can, we'll put a poll up and say you guys can click that on either the Facebook or the Twitter, and uh, you can see, uh, give us your vote. Who do you think won? And if you want, you can tell us why. And give us more money if you want to do it. If you want us <laughs> to do it again. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get my entire family to to get on here and uh, and uh, vote for me. So yeah, oh. vote early, vote often, right? Right, exactly, exactly. Hey, that's speaking what, of the election. Uh, that's what right? got him the the election, right? I mean, think about right. it. Right, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, like, that was so perfect. We don't even know who won yet. Wait, wait, we don't. We haven't oh, we don't. All the ballots yet. <laughs> right, we haven't. That's right. <laughs> Got to wait for all the mail-ins. That's right. So. <laughs> So how are we doing on time there? It's probably... We are at time. Okay. We're at time. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Bert, for coming out. We had a ball with This you. is great. Come out any time, right, Berg? Indeed. Hey, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Let me know next time you guys are recording. I might might be able to saunter on over here. And... Uh, Amen. And uh, yeah, it's been been fun. So come out again. And uh, like I said, let us know who you think won and why. All right. And then we'll have a rematch. Rematch. Cage fight. Yeah, I know. I need to start stacking my uh, stats here for the D&D preaching. So. <laughs> All right. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. I- I'm Bert. And I'm Vicar. And may your... May your dice be biblical. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns... You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time. Yeah!